The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. Jesus saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, Jesus asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, Put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing. But at your command, I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come to help them. They came and filled both boats so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish they had made seized him and all those with him. And likewise, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the beginning, God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God's powerful voice said, let there be suns and stars and moons, and let there be earth. And there were indeed stars and moons and suns and, yes, indeed, the earth. And then God, in his powerful voice, the Word, said, let there be animals, and let there be gnats, and let there be alligators, and let there be crocodiles, and finally, let there be human beings made in my own image, filled with my spirit, filled with my love, filled with my grace. And indeed, God's powerful word made animals and gnats and alligators and crocodiles and mosquitoes and finally, of course, human beings in his own image, filled with his life, filled with his love, filled indeed with his very spirit in the beginning. Now God's powerful word that creates everything did not stop speaking just at the seventh day. 
It did not go on hiatus and rest therefore thereafter for century upon century and millennia upon millennia. God's voice, God's word, God speaking things into new creation, his powerful word, continued to touch leaders like Moses and Abraham, people of faith and grace and love, continued to touch the hearts and the spirits of prophets and call them to speak his word to others. And most of all, in the fullness of time, in the fullness of time, that word, that powerful word, that creating word of God himself was made flesh and dwelt among us. And in the gospel stories, we hear that word speaking to us yet again. And in today's gospel passage, so brief, we hear the word of God continuing to touch the hearts, the souls of many, and to recreate them in his own image. This time it is Jesus who is speaking the word, because he himself is the word of God made flesh. And this new voice, this new voice does not come to the people of Galilee with trumpets blaring. It comes rather in whispers, in teachings, in stories. It comes recreating the hearts of human beings, not through power, not through grand exhibits of authority, but really through gentleness and kindness and an occasional miracle here and there. This morning we get a couple, two, three different moments of extraordinary grace where God's word touches human beings and continues the work of creation. The first is, is a simple one. Here is this crowd, this crowd along the banks of the the, the Sea of Galilee, the Lake of Gennesaret, whatever they call it, it's the same place. At first, probably just a few, but then more and more and more people gather, so much so that Jesus has to ask a local fisherman who happens to be Simon to allow him use of his boat to go just a few steps beyond, a few little bit beyond, so that the crowd doesn't crush him up against the shore. That crowd becomes so much more than just a crowd. When Jesus speaks, when the word touches their hearts, when they hear him say, God, our Father is merciful to us, they feel that mercy and they know that mercy in their own lives. They know they are forgiven and that they have a new chance to live. And when Jesus says to them in one way or another that they are blessed because they are poor, they are blessed because they are small. They are blessed because they are not big shots in the grand scheme of history. They feel themselves lifted up. And when Jesus says to them that they must forgive as they have been forgiven, they feel that forgiveness rising up in their hearts towards their sisters and brothers, their husbands and wives. And finally, when this word, this powerful creative word of God, says to them in one way or another that they must love because God loves them and they must love with all their hearts and all their souls and all their minds. They do. They are made new. They are made a new people. 
their lives are restored to them. And they go forth living that new life and sharing it with others. That is a new creation, a new beginning for each one of those people and all of them together. Jesus then looks at Simon, this unsuccessful fisherman who has spent all night looking for even one measly little fish in the great sea of Galilee, finding nothing. This is his life. He knows this lake. He knows where the fish are. And yet, at least on this occasion, he is a complete failure. Jesus looks at this Simon, this Simon Peter, and he says to him, try again, my friend. Throw your nets over. And with this word, with this simple command, with this simple invitation to Simon Peter to try yet again and to trust God, <laughs> he throws his nets in. And of course, this powerful word of God that created all things, including the fish of the sea, makes Peter a new human being. Peter, upon catching more fish than he could possibly hold, not only in his boat, but in the other boat, realizes that he is standing before God's creative and powerful Word, the Word made flesh. And he bows down, he kneels before him in that fish-swamped boat. And he says, Lord, Lord, you're not just another guy. You're not just a great teacher. You're not just another prophet. You are Lord God, the creator of all, made flesh. <laughs> and I'm just a sinful man. And with that, Peter becomes a new human being. He is recreated and restored and given new life because he now knows he stands before the Word made flesh. Likewise, James and John and Andrew and the others. And finally, this powerful but gentle and kind word of God that first created the universe in all of its glory and splendor, who called forth the prophets. This word now made flesh in Jesus says simply to the twelve, do not be afraid. For from here on in, you will be catching not fish, but you have been remade and recreated into apostles, into fishers of human beings. You share now in my life, in my love, indeed in my powerful word. And then, And then, and then, here we are with this same powerful word before us, still touching us, still creating us, still renewing us, still making us a new people. We find this word in this bunch of words held within our scriptures and particularly the gospels. They still have the power. The Word still has the power to restore us and to renew us, to help us experience what that crowd experienced, to help us experience exactly what 
Peter experienced to fall to our knees and to say, Lord, I am a sinful human being, but here I am. I'm yours. And, and not only in the scriptures, not only in the scriptures, in the words of these books do we find the word made flesh, but even in our sacraments when we hear this word say to us yet again, this is my body, this is my blood, we are hearing the word of God do something grand. It's creating something out of nothing, taking the humblest of bread and turning it into the very presence of God for us. And each time we extend our hands and receive that flesh of the living God, the Word made flesh, into our own hands, it blesses us and renews us and restores us, and even more, it makes us one. A communion with God, but a communion with one another. And the church itself is renewed and restored and recreated in the image of God Himself. And when all is said and done, in the fullness of time, when the word decides that it's time to say one final word, it'll be a word of hope. Let there be new heavens and new earth. Let there be life without end. Let there be joy and no longer any tears. Let the kingdom of God come and it will come, and all shall be well. Because the Word of God is powerful and creates anew all things, and all shall be well.